Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why, why does flooding happen so much? Rivers, uh, generally. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Oh, my voice went. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast with me, Kevin. Tom. Ed. Egg. <laughs> Um, and today we are talking about Luxembourg, which is where Ed is from. Um, we were supposed to do some research, but I didn't, unfortunately, even though I should have done. So you're just going to have to tell me everything. And I think Tom did a bit of research as well. I, I, um, so, I'm i really scared because I should probably know. That's oh, Jesus. You should know everything. I should probably know more than I do. How much research know. did you do? None. I was oh. born there. <laughs> I just rely on my innate, moderate innate knowledge. Luxembourgness to, yeah. to carry you through. I but remember that, asking a couple of questions last time, and you were like, "I don't know." So I it's can't imagine this is going to be useless episode. <laughs> so maybe but Tom e- knows equally. No one, no one really knows much about Luxembourg. True. So, so, I, well, so you can just, as long as we watch this relatively. I've got some Luxembourg facts that you're not going to believe. Neither okay. of you. Go, you're from go, Luxembourg. First one. Go on. Luxembourg's the second largest investor in space mining. I'm not surprised. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that last time, space mining. Or maybe that was like... No, because Kev, Kev was talking about his, his plot of Mars. And then I said... Oh, Mars, yeah. Mars plot, yeah. not plot of Mars. <laughs> yeah, like he's writing plant, some sort of dystopian some, sci-fi novel. We've planted some ganja plants there now. Nice. Oh, um, nice. And we're going to be the first people to uh, to go out to space, man. Um, that's profound, yeah. 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 <laughs> Mars ganja crops. Yeah, I, I thought Luxembourg would be number one there, to be honest with you. Because what? that's like a big, big thing, space mining. Is it? Sounds evil, but yeah. I've been talking about it for ages. <laughs> Definitely who's, sounds who's evil. Been, who's been talking about it? Well, but, the, the Luxembourg press. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Luxembourgpress.com. <laughs> oh, this is going to be such a horrible episode for me. <laughs> no, but like, the, I don't know much about it. I, I just know that it exists. But I know that the current government, when they came into power in, I think, 2013, they pushed that agenda a lot and they work with companies in, in America as well. Uh, who were the top space miners? US. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. But for it's a country the size of Luxembourg, sorry, for a country the size of Luxembourg, you got to look elsewhere. Yeah, well, it's sort of like I don't want to say one trick pony, but <laughs> so like Ed, yeah. as as a uh, a citizen of Luxembourg, we're we're not. So maybe yeah. maybe you can give us some advice. How do you avoid paying tax? <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about my tax dodging techniques. For an hour. That's for the late night show. <laughs> Finance with Ed. <laughs> um, yeah, too I don't know much about it. And uh, individuals, that's something that people don't understand. Individuals can't really, you know, if you're from Luxembourg, it, there's no real way to dodge tax. It's for like big companies like Amazon, obviously. And Alpha Guest House. If they go international, <laughs> start in Luxembourg. 
to be fair, there's not, and that's travel related, there is not enough, um, what they call youth hostels in Luxembourg, I think. Is there anything to do in Luxembourg? There's plenty of things to do, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, is there any youth in Luxembourg? <laughs> that's going to be my follow-up question. Well, to be fair, yeah, I know quite a few because, you know, that's my generation. But um, anything to do, there's plenty of things to do. I didn't really realise that until I moved like to the UK and then went back on holiday and stuff like that. Um, but there's plenty of stuff to do. I wouldn't go for like two weeks because that'd be excessive. How long would it take you to walk across Luxembourg? How big is Luxembourg? So, south to north, I think... Uh, how do you say it? Birds fly? Something like that. Birds fly, yeah. We'll run with that. It's not correct, but keep going. <laughs> what is it? As the crow, As the crow flies. flies. Same thing. Or in a straight line. Why, what, <laughs> why does it have to be a crow in a crow only? A pigeon can fly. Yeah, but they, they crows, don't fly straight. Crow's the most cis of all the birds. Well, as the crow flies, it's, I think, 80 or 90 kilometres south to north and then 50 east to west. Oh. Tom would cycle that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you can afternoon. definitely cycle that. So what is there to do in Luxembourg? The only thing I know of Luxembourg is when I went there when I was a child. You've been to Luxembourg? Yeah, when I was about Is that not where you shot yourself or something like that? I swear no. we talked about this. No. I definitely <laughs> shot myself all over Europe, but not in Luxembourg. I may have done, but Luxembourg's yet to have the privilege of Kev <laughs> <Kept> defecating <laughs> accidentally. I, I'm pretty sure I pooed there because we stayed there for one night. So I must, I must have pooed there. Um, but I remember my dad losing his bank card. Oh, the irony. Losing. Losing, yeah. The Luxembourgians on the other side of the taking the card. <laughs> We've got your Literally money in, in the in the ATM. Yeah, but they lost it. Yeah, that's unlikely. and it was on a Sunday as well. Well, that's not a, a normal activity for tourists that go to Luxembourg. I'd say. What taking out money? Is it losing their cards? Oh. oh, okay. I don't think that's a normal activity for any no country sort of no. stakes its tourism. It happened to be in Kazakhstan. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's not the best place for that to happen. It was a very easy procedure to get it back. I had to wait half an just hour. Crowbar. <laughs> and uh, he just opened it from behind, and I saw all the money that was stacked up in there. It was just like one of those really easy, heavy keys that they've got. And uh, yeah, he just pulled my card out of the machine. Anyway, Luxembourg. What is there? What tourist attractions well, are there in Luxembourg? Luxembourg City is a really nice city. It's it's not huge, but it's like it's on two levels because there's like a massive valley, and the bottom level's really old and it's got really nice buildings. There's a little river as well, um, and then the upper part is there's like a part that is old as well, and then there's a, a really modern part where the European Commission, no, not the European, the European Court of Justice is and stuff like that. So plenty of EU buildings, and then there's also a part that has plenty of banks. Uh, the train station area is pretty nice. The train station is pretty nice. The main train station. We have more than one. The other ones are really small, but we do have more than one. Um, so I, you know, if I, if I didn't know anything about Luxembourg and I went to Luxembourg as a tourist, I'd take like four days, two days in Luxembourg city, and then two days rest of the country, some specific parts. Okay. The tallest mountain in Luxembourg is five hundred and eighty-nine meters. <laughs> I forgot what I forgot what I forgot what it's called. Oh, at least but you have no I know Mount Luxembourg. Mount, yeah, the Grand Mountain Luxembourg. It's um, a really boring area. It's, it's no, it's not really boring. Don't 
don't do yourself a disjustice. You were just trying to sell it for four days, True. and then you said it was really Yeah, boring. but I, I definitely wouldn't go to you've the got, peak you've got, if I was there for to, four days. You need to acclimatise at base camp first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's just a, that region is like really far in the north well really far it's in the north <laughs> it's just a bunch of hills really so like if you're on top of a hill it looks like you're at the same height as the next hill right and actually the two highest points are I think three metres apart as in like height wise and <laughs> and uh, for years centuries they thought the other one was the peak and then with satellites and stuff they found out that actually no that one is three metres higher oh. Who'd have thunk? Who, how, was, how was the news greeted in Luxembourg City? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't for that. It was a national holiday. <laughs> I heard some very interesting national holidays about, about Luxembourg. Oh, really? Um, a dancing holiday? Like a, like a weird dancing... Pang Potters. Pang Tell us all about it. Whoa, now. We need to deconstruct that word, first of all. Sprung is... Sprung. 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 Yeah. Is jump and procession. Is jump procession. Yeah. What happens in the jumping procession? They Don't say jumping. Don't be obsequious. <laughs> they lift themselves off the ground. Yeah, but why? Like, I understand the physics of a jump. It's, but... like a, it's like a bit of a, like a, I don't know, like a march. I suppose it's got some, honestly, I'm going to sound so stupid to people back home, but I think it's some religious thing because it's in Yeshanach, which is like a, a city that has a, how do you say it in English? Basilica? Basilica. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Basilica is Spanish, isn't it? Basilica, the word? Latin. Latin, probably. Same I don't know. And also, that is, I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm pretty sure it is that type of church, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> so everyone who's listening to this podcast, please go on the Wikipedia page of Luxembourg later and just fact check everything because I'm not sure about anything. But basically what they do is like, they, it's really like, it's a massive tourist attraction that happens once a year and they basically walk around but they don't really walk to like jump three steps forward and two backwards or something like that, or, or, or three forwards and one backwards. I think we're going to need a... Ah, uh, the cables aren't going to reach. I, I you honestly... don't know, you can undo your... T- undo uh, your I don't, no, no, <laughs> there's, there's no space, I'm sorry. Also, three steps and then I mean, one back, you're, you're, I would destroy the table. I mean, you would be able to walk across Luxembourg in about five minutes with those, Probably. those legs. Yeah. Um, Is that why you wore shorts? because you wanted to show them off to the Those are not shorts, they're just trousers, but I'm so tall, they're just like, that's where they stop. It's a pair of my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel yeah. But yeah, so if you go to Luxembourg and it's the Schwarzenegger weekend, then go up to Yeshtanach. So there's more than one city in Luxembourg? There's more than one city. I wouldn't call that one a city, I would call that a big town. But there's Luxembourg City, which is obviously the biggest. The only one that would probably be considered a city in the UK. And then there is... Um, Esh, which is in the south, um, which is I think the second biggest city, and that's yeah, that's decent size. And then there is the other one's three meters mm. smaller. Than... <laughs> <laughs> and then then it's debatable, really, because there's a couple in the north that, in our eyes, are considered cities, but really abroad they wouldn't be considered cities. Like Dikersh is quite big. Yeshtanach is not small. Uh, Etelbrick is pretty big. But, I mean, if you compare it to, like, 
So Bristol compared to London, Bristol would be Yestanach. You know, London's got like eight million people, and Bristol six hundred thousand or something like that. Mm. So uh, how many people live in Luxembourg City? One hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> so, so you're saying that a, a, a third or a quarter of the population lives in Luxembourg City. Oh, that's not really. No, no, like, no, a fifth. It's like a little town, isn't it? Yeah. What's the population of the country then? Six hundred thousand. Wow. Okay. That's very small. It is very small. Yeah. So, apart from finance, what is Luxembourg famous for? Um, is there any cuisine? Not really. Uh, I mean, up, up until so bear, like, bear in mind, Ed, this is this is one of your biggest opportunities to sell Luxembourg as a potential tourist destination. To, to our to thousands and thousands. That's, that's the thing, though. Like, and you're like, oh, no, if you talk about proper Luxembourgish cuisine, there's like a couple of things, but they're not famous or something, a reason to go to Luxembourg. But half of the Luxembourgish population, well, half of the population in Luxembourg is actually not Luxembourgish. They don't have the Luxembourgish citizenship. It's like a... There's so many people from Portugal, Italy, France, Germany, uh, from all over the globe. And like, you can probably really see that in the cuisine. Like, there's restaurants, there's a lot of Portuguese restaurants that are amazing, uh, a lot of Italian restaurants. And there's just plenty of really special places, but there's not that many Luxembourg restaurants. Is it, is, it a, is it fair to say it's a bit like the UK in that, in spite of our terrible indigenous culture, you can get good food? No, because Luxembourg food is actually good. Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> no, I'm you can't that. name any. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you mean Luxembourg? Yeah, <laughs> I can name plenty. Grand Prix Kitchenshaw, Yudmogadabone, I can name plenty. But well, that, well, I just heard something, something bonus. Grand Prix Kitchenshaw, which is basically like, uh, they're probably the most famous Luxembourg dish there. It's just, they exist in all like, Eastern Europe as well. Uh, Do Europe, they have Frey Bentos? What? Do they have Frey Bentos pies? What is that? No, exactly. You don't. <laughs> Frey Bentos pie is a pie in a tin. Oh, yeah. I've, oh, my God. My housemate got that a few weeks ago. I can't believe it. And to be fair, it, it looks horrible when you open it. But once it's baked... It's not actually that bad. It's, it's not horrible. I've never had a Frey Bentos, but I've only heard people say good things about it. it it's so Frey Bentos... We're looking for sponsorship. Sponsored by Alpha Guest House. Alpha Guest House. Alpha Guest House. Frey Bentos. <laughs> um, so what was that? What was that dish you said? I've forgotten the word already. Grand Prix So Grand Prix is a plural of potato. So it's potatoes. I could have just said that. And Kishelcha is cookies, biscuits. So it's basically fried potato patties. It's really good. So it's like a rusty. Yeah, similar. So it's and that's a, a national dish, something that every other country has. Take those shots back. <laughs> yeah, that you shot but your national dish is chicken tikka masala, which is. Is it? Yeah, if you Google yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we we bloody invented that, mate. <laughs> well, it's kind of from from India. No, I know, but we invented it. You don't get that in India. It's probably because it's just a mild watered-down version of a proper curry. Right. You're over it. <laughs> Got to assimilate, mate. Quick, call up, call up Pretty Patel. You'll be out. <laughs> Coming over here with your... Facts. Yeah. So aside Are from... you jumping? Aside from 
complicated to try. Um, what, um, what is, thanks. Uh, what's the next uh, culinary delight that's, that you've stolen from somewhere else and are passing off? Before we talk more about this, I just do want to say that Luxembourg is not famous for its cuisine. Because up until like the 70s, it was 60s, 70s, it was pretty much just a, a farmer's country, if that makes sense, where the main thing was agriculture. And then after that, it was steel. And then after that, it was finance, like now, and tech. Um, so you just ate what you had. So Yudman Gardebonen is the way, and this is really the way he said it, um, Foreign Affairs Minister Jean Selbon on German TV had to describe Jutmut Gardebonen and he said it's a piece of meat with beans. It's a pretty accurate description. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As in baked beans or green uh, beans? Green, green beans, beans, but not, okay. not the long ones. <laughs> Just beans. <laughs> You're confused. <laughs> Just beans, but they're... Like broad beans? I don't know. I'm not an expert in beans, not really. What do you mean? It's your national dish. They're they're bean-sized and they're like... Just like beans. Yeah, similar. What colour are they? Green, I think. Broad beans? I don't know the names. You can say all the names you want. I can't... I I don't know the name of... We just call them bonin. Beans. Okay. Nice. So it's a piece of meat. What meat? Anything? Well, Beans important, clearly, so maybe the meat's <laughs> like an, an afterthought. Beans with a piece of meat. <laughs> it's pork. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> so. Ed, you know, obviously, obviously Luxembourg's famously a landlocked country. Yeah. Um, Correct. How, you might not remember the first time this happened, but can you maybe remember the feeling you had when you saw the sea? (laughs) Wow. I can't because I was probably like 10 months old. Why? My family's from Spain, so we kind of, pretty sure I went to my cousin's uh, when he got baptised. Did you get baptised? I did. You get baptized, yeah, man. Like Irish Catholic baptized, yeah. Like proper, like. I had my communion as well. Oh, me too. Did that's you? the last thing. I, that's probably the last time I stepped in a church. Yeah. Our Father who no, art in actually, heaven. Weddings and stuff. Sorry. Oh no, I was just saying this one's prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. You did, did you not get baptized? I think so. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you wouldn't remember. You were like probably Heathen. ten months. Even. Even. Yeah, I must have done. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I got a Catholic, Catholic middle name as well. Anthony. Saint Anthony. What's your middle name? I don't have one. What would it be if you could? Sprachen. I don't know. Bean. Bonin. Bonin. <laughs> Egg. <No>. Bean. <laughs> parfait. <laughs> Horrible. Pancake. Egg bean parfait. Egg pancake would be good. Egg bean pancake. That would be good. That's a new name. Egg bean pancake. I'll just stick with Ed. Thank you very much. Suit yourself. <laughs> so what other facts <laughs> did you learn? Um, I learned it's the only Grand Duchy left in the world. It is, yeah. 
Um, it's a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. Um, Brenda's going Dutch, you mean? It's a it's big something about spliffs. I, <laughs> it's, I think it comes back from, and again, don't quote me, because I only listened to it for the first time 25 minutes ago. But um, during the time of the Holy Roman Empire, back after the Roman Empire collapsed, uh, they were partitioning those parts after like Charlemagne and all that. And they wanted to turn that part of the world into like, what is now Luxembourg into a different, like to portion it into other bits. Now it's this old historical like count or duchy who counts who owned the area. And he was like, nah, fuck you. Siegfried. Siegfried. Like the tiger in Las Vegas with Roy. Um, and he was like, nah, this is my, this is my duchy land. And that's how it's been. But then Belgium, long, long time later, this is unconnected to what a duchy is. They named their, the province that borders Luxembourg, which is bigger than Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Province so there's, of Luxembourg. So there's two Luxembourgs. That's And border. the country's smaller than the province. Yeah. Is it still called Luxembourg today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are mugging you off, mate. <laughs> well, at least we have a capital city called Luxembourg. They don't. <laughs> yeah, chalk that up as a win, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, and I know that you've got. A, I think it's the name's Henry, the current monarch. Yeah, married a Cuban woman. Yeah, sly bastard. Uh, he's got he's got like eight kids or something. Loads of kids. I think it's four or five. Single handedly populating that country. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the sons. No way. Yeah, I'm a prince. So you better treat me like that. So the Grand Duchy has prince and princesses. Yeah. Is he classified as a king? Like a monarch. Well, no, he's a grand duke. He's a monarch, yeah. Oh, right, okay. What's he look like? Describe him. He's quite tall. He's, I think... Imagine... Ima- okay, no. You are you're not putting enough effort in already. So, <laughs> imagine it like this. There's been... Oh, no, I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna choose a really heinous. <laughs> no. Okay. So you just <laughs> you just come out. You just come out of W. H. Smith, and someone's stolen. So someone's stolen all of the boost bars, a couple of issues of Loaded magazine, and um, an auto trader. But like last week's auto trader, um, the police have come to you because you were the only witness to this heinous crime, um, and, so, and they said, Ed. I need a description. We need a description of this criminal. Otherwise, WH Smith's going out of business. He looks like the Grand Duke of Duchy. Go! Grand Duke of Duchy. Grand Duke, Duchy. Grand Duchy of Duke, Lux, Luxembourg of Duchy. Nice. He's tall. <laughs> How tall? I don't know. It's more than me, like 180, one, one meter 80, sorry for, I don't know what that is, like six <sighs> foot, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he. He's clean shaven. Uh, he's got. What if he grew a beard? I saw him, didn't I? So no. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a beard. <laughs> um, short hair, blondish kind of thing. What kind of style? It's just like you would imagine a king or monarch, like just parted to the side like a Bond villain. Yeah, kind of, but not not that much. Like just everything's slight. It's like you know, like a just, potential Bond villain. Yeah. But without like a massive thing, oh, like a, a line. Yeah, without without a massive line, and um, yeah, he was actually wearing his um, uniform. 
But whilst he was robbing WH Smith's. <laughs> yeah. So he's got a sword. Like, nice. Um, he doesn't have a crown or anything, but it's like, a, I think, a blue uniform with like a, you know, one of those Miss Luxembourg um, sashes. Sash. Yeah, but obviously not the Miss Luxembourg one. Is there a Miss Luxembourg? Luxembourg? There is a Miss Luxembourg. Oh. Yeah, there's a Miss and Mr. Luxembourg. Is she super tall? I honestly have no clue. Do you have internet on that laptop? No. This is exactly this is exactly when the multimedia suite that we're sat in would have been useful because we could be like Miss Luxembourg and we'll probably be like "Eh." Bing. She's not there. It's just a TV that's been switched off. Well, thankfully, thanks to Ed, the (laughs) Grand Duchy of Luxembourg is safely behind bars. (laughs) Stay tuned next week for another crime. I'm probably not going to be either. Ed Ed describes the person (laughs) starting conspiracy theory. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to go back to um, what you said about the sea. Uh, yes, we are a landlocked country, but guess where I first scuba dived? Well, probably Luxembourg. Yeah, good guess. That was great. Is it in a yeah. swimming pool? No. In a qu- quarry? Well, it might have been <laughs> the very first time. <laughs> the well. <laughs> <laughs> My bathtub. No, but it's like we have one lake. Well, we have more than one lake, but one is like famous because you can a lot of Dutch tourists go and stuff like that. It's a really nice place. Um, actually, originally it wasn't a lake; it's a dam, and um, that's where I learned to scuba dive. And the problem is, uh, you English people are very familiar with uh, the beverage called tea, right? It looks exactly the same. When you're inside, you it looks like you're swimming in tea. Obviously, it's not warm. Pretty much the opposite. It's like really cold. But you can't even see, like, the first time I went, I couldn't see my, my fingers. That's how, like, bad the visibility was. So, yeah. That's it. I, I really wanted to say, if you actually want to experience levitation, like flying, maybe go scuba dive in Luxembourg. Okay. Uh, don't scuba dive in, like, Egypt and stuff. That's boring. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, don't, you don't want to actually see. Yeah. I, I nearly had a panic attack the first time I dived in the UK. Because I learned how to Was it to like dive. a quarry or something? No, no. So I learned how to dive in Thailand, where the vis is like thirty mm-hmm. meters, and you can you can see f- thirty meters. <laughs> 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 see, that's quite a far away underwater. Um, and I did, I think, nearly nearly like a hundred dives in Southeast Asia over that time. Oh wow! And then I came to the UK, and I was like, at that point, you just wear swimming shorts yeah. and a shorty vest. Probably doesn't work. Here, but then it? here, you wear a seven mil wetsuit like full wetsuit with a hood and then another short wetsuit mm. on top. So it was 12 mil thick and then gloves. Mm-hmm. And, and boots as well. Shortly. Boots as yeah. well. And then um, I got in and the weight that I had wasn't heavy enough. Mm-hmm. So you just me down. And I had like 16 kilos <laughs> weight belt plus all the kit. And I was just like, I was bobbing at this level and I was like, <laughs> it was terrifying. Horrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're the thing is, if you expect it, it's fine. But if you're not used to it, it, it is a bit weird. And also, it's so cold. I don't know how cold it was that time for you, but here, like the mm. what do you call it? the cheeks, the cheekbone? Cheeks, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so cold. It just like feels needles. like pure pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you just go and kind yeah. of probably need someone to force you to go. Then, uh, I mean, that's a. I mean, I wouldn't say that's the type of scuba diving I like because obviously I like seeing stuff. But it's, it is nice to like just feel like you're flying because you can't really tell where stuff is. Yeah. It's also very easy to lose your people. You do a night dive instead. Like in, in clear water, do you mean? Mm. 
I've never have done you done a night dive? I've never done that. That's like you're in space. Have, but it would have been in Luxembourg if I'd done that. You get a torch that's like a gun. And you... Under the water, like, 25 metres. All the fish are sleeping. And if there's a you wake them up. fish... And there was one where we shone a torch on the fish. And then out of the middle of nowhere, a barracuda just like, bang! Like, completely nailed it because, obviously, the barracuda couldn't see. And then we shined a torch on it, and it could. And it... Absolutely nailed it. That's yeah. an accessory to fish murder. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. Don't fuck with me and my underwater torch. No, well, I'm not going to now. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Sounds like a whole plan. Um, now, so we've been introduced to the, the Grand Duchy, the Grand the Duchy of Luxembourg. What, what other notable Luxembourgians are there? I know, I know th- three. Oh, which ones? Well, you go first. No, but I want to know which one's you know. Well, I asked you first. Is one of them me? Because that doesn't count. I know four <laughs> notable Luxembourgians. Um, I don't know. Well, the Grand Duke's a pretty big one, to be honest. Um, his dad, who passed away recently, I think. Do you want to yes, pour, he, pour some out for the... Um, he was really important as well. Um, I don't know. There's no one worth... No, there's plenty, but, you know, there's so many. I can't think of any right now. And you kind of put me on the spot here. Well, who would who would British people... British people? We're British. I don't know if you'd know who, any, though. Well, like, I think I think Kev would know one. Well, Luxembourgian. Yeah. The, we have the first openly gay prime minister. Or something. What's his name? Xavier Button. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> it's really not that hard. Xavier. Xavier. Oh, Xavier. Okay. Buttel. You say Xavier. Buttel. <laughs> yeah, I say it all in one. Buttel. Buttel. Kind of, yeah. And okay. the, when um, he became Prime Minister for the first time, the Vice Prime Minister, if you say it like Deputy? that. Well, yeah, well, the second second line basically he was also gay so no other country at that point had like an openly gay leader and then there was two of us there's not two (laughs) 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 I was deputy prime minister no there was like two uh, important important leaders so that's pretty cool I think for people who are interested in like politics and mainly European politics you would know someone like Xavier Bertelot or Jean Asselbon the the minister I mentioned earlier. And also, some old politicians that like were part of the foundation of the EU would probably be quite famous for people who are interested in politics. I know that, that. I know that um, Jean-Claude Juncker's. Yeah. Was the oh, you got me so excited for a second. You said what? Jean-Claude, and I was like, wait. Van Damme? He's, he's from Brussels. <laughs> yes, the Muslims from Brussels. <laughs> um, yeah, Juncker's, he's, what was yeah, he, like, exactly. EU commissioner or something? Uh, he was the president of the EU commission. Um, he was also our prime minister for, like, 16 years or one of them. Probably even longer. I, I can't remember. And the only the only other Luxembourg people I know are the Schleck brothers. Oh, yeah, obviously, makes sense. Which you yeah, know. obviously, for cyclists, you would know them. They're, like, probably the only sports people who've ever come out of Luxembourg. And who's uh, the person that you were like... <laughs> no, 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 I thought you'd know the politician bloke because of, like, Brexit and shit. Jean-Claude Juncker is like a quite 
No, he was charismatic as he, was, you know. he was the guy that the British, the British right wing press were like, it's basically the devil. Yeah. And, just and because he's, I mean, it's because he's, because he's, yeah. he's also like quite. Um, I don't know how to describe him because if you don't really know much about him, you can snooty, he's like a bit of a snooty European. Well, yeah, he can kind of seem a bit rude and all that, and a bit weird in general. He's not the all average person. He's just, you know. He's quite funny. He probably drinks a lot as well. Uh, you well, mentioned drink. I'm gonna, we're going to get back to the Schlecks as well. Actually, we're not. One of the Schlecks won the Tour de France and he had a strip because he took loads of drugs, like all cyclists. So there's two. But brothers. he won the Tour de France because Contador lost it because you, of drugs. Yeah. So, so he was second, which was heartbreaking. Then he won it like a couple of months later, really, because Contador. There's, there's two brothers, Andy and Frank. Frank. Yeah. Andy's, one of them's got a shop now. Sells, sells bikes. How do you know he's got a shop? What's his brother do? What's Frank I up don't to? know what his brother does, but his shop's quite, I mean, it's not famous, but I guess if you were into road cycling, that's probably one of the shops you would go to. In Luxembourg. Um, Luxembourg is the highest per capita wine consumers in Europe. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. They booze hounds. I would have like, expected beer to be up there. Because we've got more breweries than like bottled water companies, but wine. I mean, we do produce some wine, uh, but um, that's quite surprising. You drink, it? but it's like the same as saying like Britain's the highest consumer of champagne in the world, isn't it? Is it? Or spa- all sparkling wine, like something ridiculous like that. Because British people love prosecco. Lambrini. Do love a bit of Lambrini. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't. I mean. Yeah, I'm quite surprised at that fact. Do you like wine? I don't know anything about wine, but I'll drink it. Spoken like a true Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have expected a country like France to be up there. I think it's per capita. So. Yeah, but still. Well, no, and also because Luxembourg's full of... I can't imagine there's a ghetto in Luxembourg. I hope you prove me wrong later. It's full of rich people, and rich people love wine. It's full of rich people, that is true. There's a lot of rich people, but there's also a lot of normal people and quite a lot of poor people that are just hidden, really. They what? keep away, which is... is... Is there a drill rap scene in Luxembourg? I really hope... A drill? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Is there like a gangster rap scene? Or like drill oh. <laughs> is there any famous musicians that have come from Luxembourg? Uh, that, that don't, don't, know, like, don't play like wooden percussion instruments. <laughs> I don't know. But back to that gangster rap thing. A few years ago, and this must have been like 2015, maybe 2014, 16, like around that time. There was a guy, I remember, I remember it being in the news in the south, but basically Esh, that's what I told you. It's like East the side. joke is, yeah, it's like the south side. Like the joke is, like it's the the ghetto of Luxembourg and stuff like that. But it's it's not really true. Like it's just that's what people say basically. And that guy, well, they all drive Audis, not Mercs. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most people probably drive Audis in general. But uh, there was a guy who got arrested shooting a music video because they had like fake guns and someone thought it was real guns and was driving around the streets up and down the streets with real guns. They called the police and they got arrested. So that was in the news. And then like a few weeks later, the video came out of that actual, that actual shoot. And that guy wasn't famous before. He got really famous for that song, like seriously famous for Luxembourg standards. Like he got 300,000 views in the first week or something like that, which is half the population. And... His first track was quite bad. 
I think most people thought it was quite bad, but it was like would you proper be, would cancer. Would you do us the honour of singing us? I did, can't remember. It was like seven years ago. I can't remember how it was. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, listen to it. It's called Bandana, and then, well, that's the guy's name, and then, I can't remember what name it is, but I'm sure if you type Bandana in Luxembourg, you'll find it straight away. Um, I think it was Gangster Squad, or something silly like that. But, um, yeah, so he got really famous for that. So there is gangster rap. And then he, he, he kept making more and he improved a lot, but I'm pretty sure he stopped now. And then since then, there's been more and more movement. But to be fair, the music scene is quite interesting in Luxembourg. It's not famous because it's very much like stuck in Luxembourg, but there's a couple of people who will probably get more, um, what do you call it? Not coverage, but attention from yeah. other places. So what what's the sort of... Not national music, but like, if 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 we if we went to Luxembourg and we like turned the, the dial on the radio to radio, radio like South America, Luxembourg it's City. all cumbia. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know because there's it's all not just that Portuguese many... music. No, <laughs> I mean there's there's like a, a Portuguese music dedicated radio station, but how many radio stations are there in Bristol? Like not that many specifically for Bristol. Like four, maybe like some FM, some some of etc. Yeah, some FM sponsor us. Um, but Alpha Guest House sponsor us. FM. Alpha Guest House FM. Oh, that would be such an interesting radio show yeah. to listen to. But um, yeah, so it's not a huge territory, so there's not a lot of people, so you can't have that many radio stations because people are not you know can't listen to everything. So there's like the the main one, uh, which is RTL. Uh, which is actually one of the founders of one of the first TV and radio channels in the whole of Europe, Radio Tele, Television Luxembourg. That same name exists in France, in Belgium, and in Germany. So you've got RTL in France, which doesn't make any sense, but it's quite like it's quite big everywhere. So they've got radio, and then there's Eldo Radio, um, which is I like that name. That's very good. That is pretty good, actually. Yeah, that is very good. Elder Radio. Yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> Which is like more for young people. So there's a lot of, you know, just in general, like trending music, but they do tend to have some Luxembourgish artists on there as well sometimes. And, you know, it's the kind of, I can't, I don't know what you would compare it with, but they, they would also like do stuff when they, you know, go around the city and like, you know, Vox Pops and stuff like that. So they're like the fun radio. And then there's a couple others that are more serious. But there's not like many radio stations because there's not many people. So if you just turn the dial, you'd have... So what, like, what language are these that they broadcast in? So the ones I just told you, they do in Luxembourgish, but there's at least one that does it in French, which is L'Essentiel Radio. And then you, you get German radios as well because we're so close. And they're all produced in Luxembourg through RTL. Um, yeah, so the main ones are in Luxembourgish, and then there's a couple in. I'm pretty sure there's one in English nowadays as well. Um, yeah. Good. So there's not one type of famous kind of folk music, would you say? No, I wouldn't say so. Okay. Sorry to disappoint. Also, there might be, but I'm really very far from being a musical expert. So you you grew up in Luxembourg City. Yeah. What what was it? What's it like? Like what was, I. 
I have I have zero sort of even sort of preconceptions of what life in Luxembourg's like. Well, to I, I, I know it's not like the streets are paved with gold. I, yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not that naive, but like, what? What's well, the, a good example is the way schools work. So basically, you can't really choose which school you go. To. Most people go to public school, as in like state school, um, and you can't really choose which school you go to. You usually go to your either village town school or um, your what's it called neighborhood. So your catchment kind of. Yeah, you can't yeah. really go like if there's two neighbors next to each other and you live in one, you don't go to the other neighborhood school. They, they just send you to that one school. So my neighborhood is very international. There's a lot of Portuguese people, uh, a lot of Italian people, and quite a lot of French people. So, and I went to that school. Um, but two streets down, they went. people there went to very Luxembourg school, full of just people from Luxembourg, because that neighborhood is more Luxembourg, if that makes sense. So... It really depends where you grew up. I grew up speaking barely any Luxembourgish because I was surrounded by Portuguese and French and Italian kids. And we kind of just, with the French kids, I could speak French because my dad's French. Uh, the Portuguese kids, obviously you wouldn't speak Portuguese with them because I don't know anything, but we'd speak Luxembourgish, but a mix of everything really. And then I didn't really get to really be around many Luxembourgish people until I was like in secondary school. Because that's when you start choosing which school you go to, and I just chose one that is pretty close to me. Um, and then, so why did you choose which school? Like why? Is it like your secondary school? You, you have to like decide what you want to be. No, not really. They're, they're all the same. But um, basically, at the end of secondary school, you just do exams, and then based on how good you do, you can go to this. I don't know, it might have changed since then, but there's like two or three tiers, like levels. And the first two are meant for people who want to do, like, study further. So go to uni. Mainly the first one, but you can definitely do it in the second one as well. And the third one's more like for apprenticeships and stuff like that. Um, and I got into the first tier, so I kind of, kind of just choose based on where your friends go or... But not all schools offer the three tiers. Some just offer one or two. Mine offered three, I think. But I just went there because it was like a seven-minute walk. Uh, but there were plenty of schools in that area, so I could have gone to another one. I don't, but my sister went there, so I just went there. It seemed cool. <laughs> I don't know. But that's when I kind of was surrounded by Luxembourg people. That's when I started actually speaking a lot more Luxembourg than I did before. So it really depends where you grew up. My neighbourhood isn't like a poor neighbourhood at all or anything. Um, but it's more international, and then the one next to us is <laughs> definitely richer, like a lot, a lot more wealth. But they're all from Luxembourg mainly. I mean, there's obviously always some internationals. So why did your family move to Luxembourg? My mom got a job working as a translator for the European Union. Wow! Uh, so she lived in Spain in Madrid and just moved there. My dad followed, and I was born. Yeah. Well, my sister was born as well before me. And why did you leave? But did I, well, I didn't read. I went to uni. One abroad. doesn't simply leave Luxembourg. <laughs> Just <laughs> when I thought I was connected. <laughs> no, but I didn't. I, I went to uni in the UK because I wanted to do filmmaking, and there's not that many options in Europe. Like you can go to France or Germany, and they're all like really expensive schools, or you can go to a British uni, which is still expensive, but nowhere near as much as like French 
or German or even Spanish film schools. Mm. And then I just got offered a job and I stayed. I didn't think I would stay this long, to be fair, but COVID and stuff, I just stayed and I'm still here. Sweet. I'm you studied in Bristol, right? Hmm? Did you study in Bristol? Uh, yeah, I studied in Bristol. I didn't move from Bristol. Nice. Yeah, but most people go abroad to study. Like, so in Luxembourg? Yeah, right. because there is a uni and it's pretty good and it's always getting better. And I think like I saw some rankings come out recently where the uni fares really good, really well, but it's a small place. You kind of want to go away and a lot of people just go to Germany or France or Austria. That's like the main three and then there's the Netherlands and UK is probably last because not a lot of people go because it's quite expensive. Um, and the other ones are basically free and we can we can easily go everywhere because we speak German and French. Um, so a lot of my friends went to Munich and Innsbruck uh, in Germany and Austria. And I just came here on my own. Baller. And how, how was your experience moving to Bristol? I didn't know that so many people did drugs. <laughs> yeah, you it, chose a good town yeah. for that. It's incredible. Like I, obviously, I wasn't naive. Like, I knew people did drugs. Like and I was like, oh my god, how can people do drugs? But the amount of drugs people do here, like it's like people can't have a good night out without drugs. Mm. That's how it, it felt like, at least in first year. I wonder what weed's like in Luxembourg. Bush weed. That's probably right. You get it from get it from Netherlands. It's quite easy to get weed in Luxembourg. Um, it's definitely, and it's better than here because it usually comes from the Netherlands. Um, but I'm, I'm talking about like cocaine and like hard drugs. Well, yeah, hard drugs uh, that are not, it's not that they're not around in Luxembourg. A lot of people do drugs everywhere, but it's not as present, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I not think, as I obvious think, as well. I think there's like a casuality about it here as well. Yeah, like people don't. I think a lot of people disconnected from the fact that it is actually still quite a dangerous thing. You should, if you do it, do it in moderation and be careful. Here, in first year, in uni, it's crazy. Like, it's literally, a lot of people do it just every day, constantly. And obviously, it's the same everywhere. But it feels like there's a lot more here. So that was actually my first impression. I don't think it, it is the same one. everywhere. Because, well, I don't know, like, Bristol, Ber- Berlin Bristol is... Oh, well, you've got Bristol, Berlin, and maybe... Amsterdam's quite bad. Well, I can imagine Amsterdam. Yeah. I mean, when it comes yeah. to the UK, Bristol's probably one of the worst places yeah. as well. So, you know, I could have gone to Farnham and been less... Where? Farnham. What the fuck's that? <laughs> is that not a place? What's it's Farnham? A, Farnham's a place in the oh, UK. Oh, yeah, okay. Where is it? I don't know. Where's Farnham? <laughs> I don't Near know. Bogner, probably. Never heard of this place. Farnham. It's definitely, it's definitely a place. Sounds, I don't know where it, it is. Like, we have to go to Farnham to record a podcast. Yeah, next episode is going to be about Farnham. Farnham. <laughs> End in 10 minutes. <laughs> Bet they got a Greg's. So, Probably. drugs arriving in Bristol. Apart from that, I don't know, it's just a really creative city and a lot of artists and it just feels a lot more vibrant and alive than mm. Luxembourg. I say all these things, but all, like Luxembourg's Still, if you know where to look, it is very arty and very interesting. But the first impression you can get as a tourist if you go to Luxembourg is, oh, those big shops of massive brands like Chanel and all those things. Is, is public transport free in Luxembourg? It is free. Completely free? Yeah, completely free. Apart from obviously like planes and stuff. But there's no 
like <laughs> domestic flights. <laughs> domestic flights. <laughs> yeah, so everything's free. Uh, that's quite recent, but even before it was basically free for under 18s, I think. But yeah, for a, to- for a tourist, you don't have to pay a ticket fare for, or a fare or anything for anything. Get off nice. the plane or wh- whatever mode of transport you choose. Jump on the bus, jump on the tram, jump on um, the train. Is there a metro? Sprung no, tramway. Do you have trolley buses? I fucking love trolley buses. No, we don't. Just have regular trolley buses. buses. Yeah, it's like it's like those buses they have all over Russia that they hooked up to the power line. There's a are f- they trams, right? No, they're no, trolley they're, buses. They're, they're proper buses. Like they have like wheels and stuff. They're not on rails or anything. No, but trolley buses. Yeah. Are we? It's not the same as tram. No, it's, it's like a bus. A it's got there's... wheels. It's it's yeah. so it's a bus that has the power supply of a tram. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I've seen those in Russia. Oh, mate. Yeah. They must have, surely. Well, they didn't have any in London, though. No. So. But they have some in, like, plenty of cities. Like, I'm pretty sure Eastern Europe have, like, more than Western Europe. But, like, maybe Prague has some? I don't know. Can't yeah, remember. maybe. But, yeah. But, yeah. no, we don't have this. We have the tram, which is quite recent. Actually, we used to have it, like, decades ago. They got rid of it, and then now they <laughs> redid it. Um, and we have buses. And trains, obviously, a lot of people use the train to come from the north, even the south, to go work 20, in the city. 20 minute train journey crossing the country. It's a lot more because it's slow. But so you could cycle quicker? Hmm. Maybe, you know, I'm sure people have tried. But if they haven't, I'll try. Circumnavigate the country. See, well, one of my ideas for, for a cool adventure in Luxembourg would be to like rent, like, Boris bikes and that kind of bikes because we have those as well and cycle around the country because it would take you like a while because it's still like uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill and they're horrible bikes but it's manageable. Mm. There's, a, there's a, a famous YouTuber whose name I can't remember who can't be that famous and he took <laughs> he did this challenge where he got a Boris bike from London because you know you have the 24 hour cap yeah, yeah. for which I was he drove down to a really famous climb in the Tour de France mm. that he used a lot. Oh my god. Rode it on the bus bike, came back down, put it back in the van, and got back to London and redocked it within 24 hours. That's excellent. That's amazing. It must be horrible today on the bus bike, though. Yeah, yeah, it'd be grim. I yeah. do love bus bikes, though. They're not as fun as the scooters in Bristol, though. I don't like the scooters, man. They... Oh, you've not been on them. I just, I just, they just terrify me just because they're, uh, they're the wheels are so, so small and the roads, the roads are so shit here. How are you not <laughs> the just roads are really constantly shit falling into potholes and like smash, smashing out all your front teeth by? Yeah, you don't even get a helmet and stuff. I wear a helmet. But you have to bring your own. Yeah. Yeah. You get discount for wearing your own helmet on them. Really? Mm-hmm. How does that work? You, uh, you take a selfie. No way. Yeah, yeah. And someone just checks if you've got a helmet. Is that local? Is that AR or something? Uh, I don't know. But then surely the logical thing is just to put it in your... Put it, just get like a, a paper helmet. <laughs> fold like the a logical paper, thing. Fold a paper hat. How is this the logical thing? <laughs> There's no logic behind that apart from obviously getting a discount. But if you're going to go through all that hassle, might as well just bring a... Just avoid the potholes. Yeah, but what about cars and stuff? Ed's looking worried. I feel like we're veering off topic now, and he's like, "Have we, ex- minutes. Have we oh, exhausted well. Luxembourg?" Well, to be fair, it's not sixty-one days of rain. That no, sixty-one days of sun. Yeah, it's not. That's how much average. Luxembourg gets in a year. How, what's the UK then? More. Really? England. 
to be fair, um, I'd, one thing I do really, really miss about Luxembourg, and I never thought I would say that when I was living there, um, is the weather. Because winters are proper winters where it gets cold and then usually it snows. Climate change change that a bit. Sometimes it doesn't snow, but usually it does snow and you have at least one or two weeks of snow and proper cold, like where it's actually freezing, but fairly dry, the nice kind of cold. And then summers are proper summers where it gets over 30 regularly and, you know, for at least two or three weeks, it's really warm. Um, and then obviously spring and autumn are fairly similar but here you don't really have that change it's always between like five and 18 degrees most of the year mm. and it's really wet it, it still rains a lot it's full of knobs as well that as well but every yeah. place has got them. one thing i wanted to say about the weather uh time of recording uh i don't know if you're aware but in luxembourg belgium germany and the netherlands massive floods yeah. So, hope everyone's okay, all the people back home, because this is like the first time we've seen anything like it. There's always some kind of floods, but this is just incredible. So, so what, if you're what keeping caused, safe, yeah, obviously, like we hope everyone's, everyone's, like, and not everyone will be safe, but like, wish that, like, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, and we obviously our hugs like everyone, everyone who's affected, but um, like. <laughs> We know what you meant has, and everyone. Yeah, pray, pray for Luxembourg. And um, Belgium and, and Belgium and, and Germany. Why why does flooding happen so much? Rivers? Uh generally. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, that's it. <laughs> On that note, don't know what we're doing next week. Where should we Farnham. where should we go? Farnham. Farnham? No, please, no. There's nothing there. Well, there's John Farnham, who's a singer from Australia. Yeah, but we're, we're doing a travel podcast. Yeah, it's Australia. John Farnham. Australia? I like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Australia. 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 John Farnham in Australia. Perfect. See you next week. Peace. Sponsored by Alpha Guest House. <laughs> Hope L- love to Luxembourg. I, I do like you. I didn't mean to suggest that. I don't think it was. Give me my dad's card back. Did he not go back? Yeah, he did. Oh. I was just making another threat. <laughs> that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs>